Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just Sports Podcast, where we only talk sports. I'm your host, Will. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Just Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Will Gardner, and today we are back with episode 43. We have a multitude of guests for you today. We have a very big show this week. This is one of the most jam-packed sports weeks of the entire year, one could argue. Obviously, the NFL season is still going strong. Week 8 is this week. You have college football season also going very strong. You have the big-time in-state Michigan versus Michigan State battle this weekend. Also, Ole Miss and Auburn. We'll get into that later. You have the World Series also going on right now, which is awesome. And the NBA season just got started. So it is a very busy time in sports right now, and we absolutely love it. So there's plenty to cover in today's episode, so we're going to get right into it. But here, let me introduce you to our three guests we have today. Today, back from last episode, which he did a brilliant job as our NBA analyst, we have Mr. Charlie Grace back with us today. Charlie how we feeling today? Feeling great. Thanks for having me again. It's just going to be a great week. So many great games. Every sport. Just fired up. Absolutely. I'm super fired up as well. It's been a while since we've had this guest on the show, but he has returned. But don't let that fool you. He has been putting in the work on the side. He's been making us some nice little edits here and there. He's been contributing, but finally he's back on the podcast it's Mr. Jack Bardis. Jack, how are we doing today? Uh, I'm doing great, and I am blessed to be back on this podcast. It's been a minute, but I'm going to continue being the, um, the key factor to this podcast. Absolutely. And back again, he's been on quite a bit recently. We have Liam Moet. Liam, how are we feeling Hello. today? Hi, I'm feeling good. Wanna Can't wait to talk about sports, you know? Yeah, I do know. This is just sports podcast, you know? We do be talking about a lot of sports, that's for sure. As we do every week, let's jump into our new segment real quick. I mentioned the World Series have started. We're going to get into that right after the new segment here. Game one at game one, the Braves defeated the Astros in Houston. Then last night, game two, Houston returned the favor, winning game two. The series is tied up at one apiece as we... Switch back to Atlanta tomorrow night, Friday night, will be game three live from Atlanta. You know, you got Joe Buck, Ken Rosenthal on the call. I know Charlie and my friends aren't very high on Joe Buck. Uh, I think he lacks enthusiasm, but I think he is a professional and his technique is very good. Tom Brady, this past week seven, threw his 600th touchdown pass, if you guys saw. Mike Evans was the receiver of that, and he handed the ball to a fan. Now, the fan was approached by a member of the Buccaneers' uh, coaching staff, and he was rewarded as he gave the ball back. He was given two signed jerseys, tickets to games this year, tickets to games next year, a couple signed footballs, I think, and he was given a Bitcoin for the ball as well, which is quite interesting. Um... Many say that's a bad trade. You know, many consider he could have gotten, you know, upwards to $10,000 for that ball. But I think he did the right thing. I think I would have done the same in that situation as well. 
St. Louis Cardinals fired their manager. They now hire Oliver Marmel after missing after losing in the wild card round this season. Oliver was the I want to I want to say he was the bench coach for the Cardinals this season. Now taking over out there in St. Louis. This is a absolutely huge college game day week. College game day heading to East Lansing down there on the banks of the Red Cedar. We will be there. Great. We will be live. Not live, but not live, but just for we'll maybe. Updates. Perhaps we will be live, Charlie, on the Instagram. Perhaps, you know, check us out college game check day 9 a.m. Eastern. Check us time. out on the television. We might be right behind you know, Reggie. Oh, no. Actually, Reggie's on Fox News. Reggie's on Fox, but check yeah. us out behind Desmond. The Desmond, sure. yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Desmond and Corso will be behind those all time legends. And it should be a great game, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Also, I mean, there's just so many good games this week on top of that, but absolutely. That's for later. Absolutely. The Red Wings are playing well to start the season. And also the Pistons. I know this isn't really sports news, but. We're in Michigan, we're in the Detroit area, and I'm guessing that majority of our viewers are from this area as well. And if you're not, we thank you for listening, and well, we, well. we welcome your support. Yes, Charlie? Um, I put that note there, but I was just saying, the Pistons actually are 0-3. They actually are 0-3. Yes, they, I, I didn't read games. the whole thing, yes. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've had some rough games. But they do suck. The Red, the Red Wings... However, they're four two and one, right? And it's confusing because there's so many overtime losses in the NHL. But they're four two and one. They came back last night. They were down 0-2, one three two. They've got some exciting players: Larkin, Bertuzzi, Raymond. I mean, the Red Wings could be back. Hockey Town could be back. I Pistons, think they are. However, you see Pistons, Steve Eiserman. Oh, go, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, sorry. Just Pistons, however. It's going to take some time, right? Pistons, it's a lot more. You draft really young, and it's going to take a little bit. I think we have some great potential, but it's going to take a little while for the Pistons. However, I'm very high on the Red Wings right now. You know, the Red Wings, Steve Eiserman, uh, former Red Wing legend, went down to Tampa Bay. He was the GM. He built Tampa Bay from a bottom-tier team, and now look at them. They've won the Stanley Cup two years in a row. Iserman returned to Detroit. He's now the GM in Detroit. I do agree with you, Charlie. I believe he is building something. And don't be shocked if you see the Red Wings up there contending for the Stanley Cup within the next five years. I think it's a realistic timeline for that. Yeah, for sure. And a little bit of a new segment. Obviously, NBA starting up. We had our NBA preview episode last week. Great job by Charlie and myself on that one. NBA implemented some new rules to start this season. You know, a lot of times last year you would see guys like Harden and Curry about to shoot the three ball, maybe not the best shot. They would kind of, you know, jump into the defender to cause a foul and get those, you know, three free throw shots, three free points, essentially. Now you're not allowed to do that. And we've seen guys like James Harden struggling yeah, a little totally. bit. So, Charlie, I'm going to throw it to you. I... 100% think that these new rule changes are great for the game of basketball. It makes it, you know, a easier kind of basketball to watch. I enjoy watching more. I don't enjoy watching people shoot free throws. So I think these new rules are great. But Charlie, I'll throw it over to you. The two questions I have for you, do you think these rules were good for the league in general? And do you think James Harden and guys who defend depend on the free throw? I know 
James Harden struggled a little bit, and also Joel Embiid struggling a little bit. Do you think these guys are going to be able to adjust, or maybe you know it's going to be a little bit difficult for them without these, you know, getting these foul calls? Well, I love the rule, right? As a fan, this is probably this is a rule people have been wanting since like, I mean, for the past like five years, right? I mean, people always say about the tough, physical '90s ball. It'll never be like the '90s ball, but like they're they're really trying to go back to it, and I love it from uh from a fan standpoint. It's just great. From a player standpoint, however, a lot of them are obviously pissed off. Like James Harden, the leading scorer for like the past four or five years, is now averaging only 16 points right now. 16 points, it's absurd for James Harden. But like any NBA player, one off season. And boom, you could just totally add something new to your game. We've seen players develop a jumper over an offseason. We've seen players just totally change their game over an offseason. Especially with James Harden, I still think he'll be able to be a lethal scorer. But it's definitely going to take some time. And it might end up hurting the Nets this year. However, I think Trey Young has already adapted. I mean, I, I was watching the Hawks-Pistons game. And Trey Young was just able to not only attack him from three, but he was getting in. And he wasn't even needing to get fouled. He was making every single layup. With how crafty he is, it's not that hard. Just James Harden is kind of built around getting calls and, like, using it. So, I mean, he'll figure out a way. But for right now, he's uh he's definitely going to get stopped a little. Yeah, and I, I agree. I think these rules are great. Personally, not a, haven't, I haven't been a huge NBA guy in the past four or three years that I've really been into sports. Um, however... I think I've been I think the correct word is intrigued. I've been intrigued by the beginning of the NBA season. I definitely seems to me from the outside kind of standpoint is it seems the players are playing harder, playing more intense. Seems like a more fair league and it's been a lot more exciting than I could say from the previous years of watching NBA basketball. So I'm going to be honest, they're kind of drawing me in, and I think that's the goal. I mean, the NBA has been one of the fastest-growing sports leagues in the last five, ten years. I mean, the data backs that up. I think these new rules are only going to help them. And I, honestly, I, in America, I think, the, I think the NFL will always be the number one sports league by popularity. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, with better rule changes and, you know, the talent level rising as it is in the NBA – I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA is right up with the NFL because I think what, you know, Commissioner yeah. Adam Silver is doing a great job for the NBA. And a lot of people are really pissed off the NFL this year, just how the whole taunting and a lot of yes, very, yes. like, soft calls. I mean, there's been a couple pass, uh, the, what's it, the pass, God, I just, roughing the passer, sorry, roughing yes. the passer. There was one. That just it feels like it's just like it's so hard to figure out really how to tackle and it's so hard to just like be going full speed and then just totally change your direction. So that's another tough rule. And then the yeah, the taunting has just been absurd this year. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it seems like these two leagues are almost going in separate directions. It seems the NBA reverting back to their tougher brand, and it seems like the NFL is getting a little softer. Obviously. Mm-hmm. No one likes to see players get injured, but I think at a certain point you have to accept that that's part of the game, and no matter what you do, you can't really prevent that. And mm-hmm. I think once Goodell and the NFL get over that, I think 
I, I think the taunting rule has nothing to do with players getting injured, and I think it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I, I, I don't get – it's really just like the high up-end commissioners that are just offended by the little, you know, hand sh- – like, I don't, I don't even know why they're so offended. It's what makes the game great. It what makes it competitive. It's just – And honestly, that's kind of – I mean, players nowadays, they love to express themselves. The NFL is very competitive, and I think that's great. I think it's great to see players – showing their passion and showing their competitiveness even through taunting i think it's always been a part of the game and i think it's what also as a from a fan standpoint makes the game so entertaining and so engaging i mean you love it you love to see your favorite players and favorite teams you know winning and taunting the other team i mean it's awesome that's part of sports you know i go to school and if michigan state wins i'm going to be taunting you know my friends yeah. my michigan fan friends it's just part of sports and mm-hmm. I mean, you see it in other NBA, NHL, MLB. They all allow it to an extent. And mm-hmm. well, the MLB's got in. They still have some soft people. They do, but I think the MLB allows. It's definitely gotten a lot better. It's better, better than the NFL. Better. Yes, I agree. Well, uh, the um, yeah. I mean, taunting and I mean that stuff. That stuff in the NFL, it makes them. It makes you see that the players are actually having fun. You, I mean, you can see how they're passionate about it because when they get a touchdown or score, they celebrate, and it makes it look like they're having fun, which makes it more fun for a viewer. Yeah, absolutely. Charlie, you want to close us up on this topic here? Um, How so? Well, I, I just I saw you had something to mention before we were talking, you know, like a couple seconds ago. I, if you want to oh, add, add um, your thoughts. But... Uh, I don't know. I was just saying, I think uh... – the MLB was like just more favored towards pitchers just in the past years. That's all. I think the MLB also allows these awesome bat flips and all that. Yeah. Other stuff too, so I think mm-hmm. it's great. But we must move on. And perfect transition here. Speaking of baseball, we're going to touch on the World Series really quickly because I know it's already gotten underway. We're already two games in. 1 1 series heading back to Atlanta. Personally, if you checked out the Instagram, I did post my picks on there. And I, I did actually have this. Actually, I had the series being 2-0 Astros after the first two games. So not great, but my prediction can still hold up. I do have the Astros winning 4-2 over the Braves in the series. I, I love the Braves, and I really, really want them to win with Freddie Freeman. And you know, I, I just love the players on the team. Jock, I think they definitely deserve to win. But I'm going to be honest. I think the Astros are a better team. I think they're more dangerous. And when it comes down to it, I really don't see the, the Braves being able to beat the Astros in a seven-game series. I mean, this Astros team, everybody clowns them for you know cheating, and I think they weren't punished enough for cheating that one year. I don't think they should be recognized for that World Series trophy. Um, but we're past that, and this is a very, very good baseball team in Houston. And I think they deserve credit. Yeah, I have the Astros winning the series in six games, but I'd love to hear your guys' opinion. I know you guys aren't huge baseball, you know, guys like I am, but I think everybody has an opinion, especially when it comes to the World Series. So, Charlie, who do you got in the World Series? In the World Series, I'm gonna have to take the Astros. I mean, just like you said, they're just a lot more stacked. Just overall, they they're batting. It's just like one through eight. I feel like they can light things up almost every time, and there's just someone who will have a really bad appearance one series, and the next series will come in and be dominant. However, um, 
I think the Braves have just been so magical. And honestly, I think the Braves pitching with uh, McCullers out, honestly, might be better than the Astros. But I mean, we're going to have to see as time goes on just uh, if they can really get through the whole lineup. But, I mean, I could see the Braves winning, but just the Astros just feels like too too good to me. Yeah, I agree. Jack, I know not a huge baseball guy either, but I know everybody has opinions. So, Jack, who do you think wins this series? I'm going with the Braves because um, uh, the Braves um, – so, basically uh, – well, come back to me. Come back to me. All right, Liam, I, I, I know you guys aren't big baseball guys, but just, just hit me with your prediction here. Liam, we can't hear you. Liam. Liam, your mic. There we go. We can hear you now. Okay. I'm thinking Astros in five. No no real reason. I'm just listening to a few of my friends. Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, like I said... Not, I mean, we went over World Series, and I went over it on the Instagram too. So, if you want more, check out that. We gotta move on because we have a busy, busy docket for our episode today. We're not even yep. half done, y'all. We ain't even halfway done. Let's go. Come on. Yeah, yeah, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling it, baby. Woo. It's a great week for sports, man. Great week. Come on. Let's get into I the mean, NFL. There's nothing like sitting down, eight, nine p.m. And turning on the TV, and there's like any sport on. It's just best feeling ever. Best feeling ever. That's when it's nice to, you know, you have your TV, one game, you get your computer, another game, you get your phone, another game. I can't wait <laughs> to watch the. I can't wait to watch the Lions play the Eagles. Game of the right, century. Dude, dude, shut up. Nah. <laughs> hey. hey, hey. We'll move on to Week Eight NFL. That is like the least anticipated game of the week. <laughs> Actually, I'm very excited to watch that game, but we'll get to that in a second. It's going to be the Lions' first to win. No, it, dude. They're going to lose. Potentially. Not... Charlie. All right. Announcements. <laughs> so, you know, it's week eight, and we have been keeping track of our records throughout the entire season for Come our on, picks. Now. So, it's a very tight race between the four of us. The leader is only five games ahead of the last place person, and it it's very tight. It could swing either direction. Charlie Grace, Mr. Charlie, whatever your middle name is, Grace. Patrick. Charlie Patrick Grace is has an astonishing record of 72 and 35 for the season. So clap it up for Charlie. He's done a Thank you. brilliant Thank you. job. Jack. Thank you. Jack Bartholomew Bardis is actually leading the four of us, but not by much. Jack record is 76 and 31. So he's done a fantastic job leading the field. Thank Can you, he hold on? You. Can he hold on to that? I will hold on actually. Hope he, he, he does believe so. And looking at the picks, a lot me of season and Jack left. disagreed a little on a, lot a couple of season left. A lot of season left. This Mr. Liam, a lot of unpopular Mr. Liam Eugene Mowat. It's 70, oh, my reading, 75 and 32. So wow. right, right behind yeah. us. So oh. very, very nice shot by Liam. And William Scott Gardner in last place. Only by a game, though. I'm still definitely in the hunt. 71 and 36, which for being in last place is 
not a bad record at all. And I, I think don't, only being five back in last place is pretty impressive. And we're only through seven weeks. We're not even halfway done. It's it's going to be yeah. wicked. You pull up on me, it's going to be wicked. This race is going to yeah. be wicked. And thank you to Liam for making our pick edit. We'll get that out on the Instagram as soon as we're done with the picks. So you can see our records. You can see our picks for this week. And this will be happening each week. So make sure you check that out. We'll have, you know, so, so you know, as a fans, you get a grasp. Because, you know, you hear it in our podcast. But I think it's also helpful to get the visual. So we will be getting that to you guys as well. But it is week eight, baby. This Come on. Is a ginormous week. And it all starts tonight, people. In approximately 50 minutes, the Green Bay Packers will rush out on that field and battle with the Arizona Cardinals, the undefeated Cardinals. Can they keep their undefeated season going at home? Packers, no Devontae Adams, no Alan Lazard in this game. I'm going to throw it to Liam here first. Liam, who do we have in this game? I'm thinking the Packers. I think that Aaron Rodgers and Marquise Valdez-Scantling are just going to do amazing. Obviously, the Cardinals are seeming like the one of the more obvious picks because they don't have Lazard or uh, Devontae Adams. But I, I just think the Packers are going to come out on top. So going, going with my gut. I, I think it's never a bad idea to bet or you know put your money on or put your verbal agreement on Aaron Rodgers because he's magical and he, he can definitely pull it off. But you know who else is magical? That little midget man who's contending for MVP, Kyler Murray. Uh, man is an absolute beast. And Liam, you were the only one that picked the Packers. Me, Charlie, and Jack all have the Cardinals. I think without yeah. that wide receiver core, without Adams and Lazard, uh, their number one wide receiver tonight is going to be Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Robert Tanyan. Neither have been particularly impressive. It's actually Valdez-Scantling's first game off the IR, and Tanyan has definitely not been as good as he has last season. So I think it's going to be more of a ground-dependent game. I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are going to combine for a lot of carries. And to be honest, I don't think the Packers relying on their run game can keep up with this Cardinals offense. So I'm taking the Cardinals and Jack and Charlie are as well. If you guys want to give a little bit on to why, just go ahead. If you're debating yeah, I... on who to okay, if you're debating on who to play in fantasy, start Marquis Valdez-Scantling. He's going to go crazy this week. Um, I'm just debating on whether I should start AJ Dillon, man. That's a That's a tricky one. I think because, it's not. I think it's not a bad idea. I, think. I don't know. I don't know about him or Devonte Booker. That's that's why I don't know. I mm, honestly, I'd start Devonte Booker against. Wait, AJ yeah. Dillon's a running back, right? Yes. Yeah. But, but he gets a, he gets a ton of passes. Booker's been really good though. So against the Chiefs, no Saquon, really bad run defense. I I would yeah. start. I would start Booker. I I have him but on the a couple problem, of teams. Yeah. All right. But on to the game now. I wanted to take the Packers just because Aaron Rodgers going to undefeated team. It just feels like he just wants to just totally destroy them. However, no Devonta Adams, no Alan Lazard. It's gonna be super difficult somehow. Somehow Aaron Rodgers pulls this off. Man's just a legend, but I just don't see it happening in Arizona. Kyler Murray, Arizona offense is very good, so I'm taking the Cardinals. All right, all right, Jack Bardas. 
Wait, no. wait, this just in. Marquise Valdez Scantling is not playing today. Oh my goodness. Are, wait, are you joking? No. Are you serious? Yeah. Dude, Liam, you have the Packers, you bozo. Oh <laughs> I just took him off my roster. Dude, no, I'm, I'm starting AJ Dillon. I'm starting AJ Dillon. I'm starting AJ Dillon. I'm starting AJ Dillon. Like, how's man, Rogers- I can't change my pick. I don't. I can't change the edit. You can't change your pick. It's, it's already locked. Not in. change the pick. That's tough. Sorry. Aaron Rodgers is gonna have to pull through. Next game on the docket Sunday. This is a big time AFC North matchup, and it is a game that we have a little bit of disagreement on here. Steelers traveling to Cleveland, traveling to the dog pound to take on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland, no Baker. No Kareem Hunt. It's going to be Case Keenum at quarterback who played, I would say he played mild. I know that's not really a word to describe quarterbacks, but he played mild on Thursday night football last week against the Broncos. But the Steelers defense finally getting healthy a little bit. TJ Watt is back. It's an interesting game here, and I think for the Steelers it's a big-time game for them in particular. We're split on this one, so I'm going to give it to Charlie first. Charlie, <laughs> go ahead. Give us your pick for this game. Yeah, to me, I also agree. I think it's going to be a dogfight, uh, like you said. With This is a huge rivalry, and it's at Cleveland. It's going to be rowdy. Halloween day. Cleveland is it's going it's to be pretty. It's going to be intense. However... I just see the Steelers winning because of how banged up the Browns are. I mean, Case Kingdom's good. And you saw they uh, – who did they play last week? The Broncos? Broncos, yes. I mean, that game was probably closer than it should have been. I think if they had Baker and Chubb and Hunt, I think they could have won that game by 20-plus. But they were very shorthanded. I mean, Dearness Johnson still had a great game because of how good their system works, but – I just don't think the Browns are that good. I mean, I think Odell is having a pretty bad season. Landry's been hurt, not having a great season. And without Baker, without uh, Hunt, I got to take the Steelers. So I'm taking the Steelers, yeah. Yeah, uh, no bias in this pick. I'm also taking the Steelers. I think they're going to get after Keenum. And I think they the defense is going to be the difference maker. I think Big Ben is pretty much done. I think this is probably his last year, no doubt. I think this could be a big game for Najee Harris as well. Yep, yep. So I do have the Steelers winning this one, but Liam and Jack on the other side I'm of things. The Browns. Yeah. I believe I picked the Browns. Yes, you did. So yes, what's what's so the reasoning there? Bas- so basically, last week, no Baker, no Chubb, no Hunt, went in on Thursday Night Football, beat the Broncos, who aren't the greatest team, but – it's a still a win without your starting quarterback and your two good running backs. So, Big Ben's not been the best this year. I just think that the Browns taking division, big division game, and the Browns going to take a W. Liam also taking the Browns. What's up with that? So, I'm taking the Browns because, like Jack said, they, they still looked pretty good without a lot of their star players. They have Landry back. I mean, I think I think they're still gonna do solid, and I just think the Steelers are not gonna do good. I mean, Big Ben has just not been performing this year. I think he's gonna continue to do that. Same with Chase Claypool. I mean, Najee Harris and Johnson—they've been doing pretty good. 
but I don't know. I just I think this week is just going to be a downhill week for them. I wouldn't be surprised. It's very Pittsburgh Steelers esque so far this season to kind of uh, not play super great. Next game, Halloween Day from Ford Frickin' Field, baby. The Lions hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Dan I'm Campbell. going to that game. Ooh, Dan Campbell maybe spotting, sporting, I should say, a Halloween costume. I think this Lions team is going to be a little bit scary in this game. I think the Lions gets their first win of the season. And Detroit erupts into flames and parties, and people are going to be, you know, going crazy in the streets because the Lions are going to win a football game against the Eagles this week. Charlie, it's, it's actually a clean sweep, but Charlie. Clean sweep. I don't think, I mean, unless someone has to disagree with me, I think it's just pretty obvious the Lions, I think, just are going to be fired up. I mean, it's Halloween day. The home crowd is going to be rowdy. It's an gonna indoor be bumping. stadium. It's going to be bumping, electric, echo. You know, it's just going to be crazy environment. This is their game. The Eagles are struggling. They cannot let Jalen Hurts run over them because they seem to always let horrible quarterbacks run over them every single year when they're supposed to win. That's the only way I see the Eagles winning is they just let Jalen Hurts get out of the pocket and make some crazy throws and run all over them. That's my opinion on how the Eagles win. But I see the Lions win being fired up, getting – just a close, gritted out win. And Jack also taking the. I'm Lions. tapping right here. Lions go one fifteen. They're or one sixteen. They're one wins on Halloween because just an irony of it. Um, so... yeah, Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Halloween night. He's me fired up. So yeah, Lions. Yeah. Liam, anything to add? You're also taking. I'm agreeing the on the Lions, but I I'm disagreeing with Jack. I think they're gonna be I think they're gonna beat Chicago in their next appearance against them. I think they're gonna be two two and fifteen on the season. Damn. Interesting. Interesting. Move on. I, actually, no, we're not gonna move on because that brings me to a quick uh, quick uh, question. I kind of wanted to go on. Jalen Hurts. You know he started the season off. Red Hot Chili Pepper Fire after his game against Atlanta. Look, he's kind of cooled off. I mean, what's up with that, Jalen? A lot of people may be questioning whether or not Jalen Hurts is on the hot seat, whether or not Jalen Hurts is the future quarterback. I actually watched Stephen A. Smith did a little video on this. I mean, he did a little, you know... Stephen A, you know, his opinion, which is always interesting. So I guess my question is to you, good people of Judge Sports Podcast. Is Jalen Hurts on the hot seat? Charlie, what's the verdict here, Charles? I truly think he is. I think Philadelphia has a tendency to really get on some guy after a couple bad games, and then, no offense, they end up ruining his career, a.k.a. Ben Simmons. But that's besides the point. I think the Eagles are really – I think they kind of do this all their quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was is a great playing pretty good in Indianapolis right now. I mean, I think he could turn around and help them lead to his playoff spot while 
they're kind of trying to kick out Jalen Hurts. And it's just like, unless you get like a Tom Brady there, it's going to be hard to really just be able to be patient with your quarterback. And also, I mean, besides Devontae Smith, who's a rookie, he doesn't really have any wide receiver weapons right now. His running backs like Kenneth Gainwell, because Miles Sanders has been out. It's just the Eagles always seem to be banged up without any really talent. And they always seem to blame their quarterback. That's just my opinion. But to me, he is on the hot seat, but I don't really think he should be. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, Philadelphia is notorious for being a really toxic fan base. And if I'm being completely honest, if I was a professional athlete, that would probably be the last sports city I'd want to play in. I'm going to be honest. I mean, it's just toxic. And they did this with Carson Wentz, and I 100% agree. I don't think Jalen Hurts is on the hot seat. I mean, they're 2-5, and five, but he's had very little help. They haven't run the ball as much as they should. They have a great back with Miles Sanders, yet they're not running the ball. His receivers, two first-round picks, Devontae Smith and Jalen Rieger, have a combined one touchdown, and that one touchdown was from Devontae Smith in Game 1. They're doing absolutely nothing. These are two first-round picks who should be your top two receivers. They're doing very little to help the offense. The defense is older, and their secondary is pretty, pretty bad. I mean, it's a hard situation for Jalen, and you look, you look at him, and he's not even playing bad. He has a thousand seven hundred passing yards, ten touchdowns to four interceptions, and he's also getting it done on the ground with five rushing touchdowns. He's your best playmaker at the moment, and honestly. I don't see him being a Pro Bowl quarterback or an MVP quarterback in the future. But this is a guy who could legitimately be a five, six-year starter in the NFL. He is very, you know, dual-threat quarterback. Reminds me, I mean, a little bit of Russell Wilson in that kind of esque, but obviously not nearly as good. I think Jalen Hurts, I don't want to say he's the guy because I really don't think he's going to lead Philadelphia to a Super Bowl win. But I would say he's definitely not on the hot seat. And I think he's done a real – honestly, I've been impressed with what he's done with what they've given him. Um, Liam, Jack, anything to add to that? Not really. Yes. He, he, no, I mean, no, no, no. He's not on the hot seat. I feel like you got to trust your your process with him. So you got him as a rookie. You have to develop him. And the only way to get better is to like go through the hard parts of your um, career. Just like Peyton Manning did with the Colts, his rookie year, he had he set a record for the interceptions. Then he came back, kept going. They built the team around him, and look, look where they got. Won the Super Bowl. So I think you do the same thing with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Yeah, you guys know I like my quotes. The only good thing about hitting rock bottom is there's only one way to go, and that's up. So Philadelphia yeah. – Hold on there. Yeah, I know you like that shot. I like that. I like that. But we got to move on because we have a lot lot of games left. Panthers. Panthers traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Interesting game here. Panthers dropping four in a row. Atlanta playing decent ball as of late. We're we're split on this one. Jack, I'm going to let you take the lead because you are on one side. I'm on the other. Jack, who do you have in this game? Sorry about that. I'm back. You good? I have the Falcons. The Falcons. So, they've been playing hot recently. They finally found out how to use Kyle Pitts. 
Uh, he's a mini Julio, in my opinion. He's watching him play. He's a receiver and a tight end. He's a tight end in the body in the body of a receiver. He's lethal. Um, if they find out how to use him and Ridley together, good things to come. Yeah, Ridley not having a big impact on the team so far. I'm taking Carolina in this one. Listen, Sam Darnold has not been great. And that is another question I'm going to bring up after this. CMC's not back. Chubba Hubbard has done a great job filling in. The defense is still very solid, though. And when it comes down to it, I think the Panthers are just a better team than the Falcons. And obviously, in the NFL, the better team doesn't always win. But I think in a divisional battle like this, I do think the Panthers... I think this is a, a pride game for the Panthers. I mean, you've lost four in a row. You're under 500. A win here gets you back to 500 and gets you at least in contention for that wild card. A loss, I think, really dooms your season and you can kiss your playoff hopes goodbye if you're Panthers and you lose this game. So I do think they win this one. Charlie, I know you disagree with me. Go ahead. So the reason I'm going to take the Falcons here is just because the Panthers have lost now four straight games and yes. two of their three wins were against the Jets and the Texans. So is this Panthers team legit? No. I think they're below average team probably like five and 12 in that range maybe six and 11 but they just had a super easy start to their season and I think Atlanta they're finally at a full health on offense I mean that offense was supposed to be stacked had some injuries you know rookie Kyle Pitts developing now you have weapons like Ridley Pitts Patterson and now Gage is back too I mean that offense is loaded and I'm feeling uh Atlanta's gonna take them I think this could be not as close as people might think, too. And Liam, you are agreeing with me. On the Panthers, I'm thinking correct? the Panthers are going to win. Yes. Um, I think DJ DJ Moore has been doing pretty good this year. He's definitely been doing great. And Shovel Hubbard, like you said, is filling in CMC spot very well. You do not need a great quarterback to win games. Sam Darnold is in. You also. I mean, you need a decent quarterback, and Sam Darnold is decent. He's definitely a good quarterback, but. And then their defense, like you said, uh, they've been doing a, doing great. Um, Cordarrelle Patterson, I'm not a fan of him. Nothing he did. It's kind of Raj pissing me off. But I th- I'm I think the Falcons are not going to win this. Ridley has not been performing like Ridley should be. So the Falcons are not going to win this. The Panthers are a better team. And that brings me to another point. Um, we talked about Jalen Hurts being on the hot seat. A guy who I think is on more of a hot seat than Jalen Hurts is Sam Darnold. And the question is, is Sam Darnold on the hot seat? And I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I think he is. I mean, this is a guy they brought over, and I don't think they really expected as I mean a ton out of him, but I think they expected him to be decent. And four straight losses, and in those last four games... 796 passing yards for Darnold. Four touchdowns. Seven interceptions in four games. Listen, I don't care how much faith you put in a quarterback. I really don't. Seven interceptions just isn't going to cut it. And with potential Deshaun Watson trade rumors heating up a little bit. Yeah, I do I do think Sam Darnold is on the hot seat for the current moment. Like I said, if they win this game, maybe 
he gets off the hot seat. But for the time being, I, I do think Sam Darnold is on the hot seat. Jack, do you think Sam Darnold is on the hot seat? I do. He came in, played well, but I think his luck ran out. So, yeah, he's on the hot seat. All right, all right. Move on here. Dolphins traveling to Bills. I think it's a really easy game to pick. I think the Dolphins are arguably the worst team in the NFL. And I'm not sure if you guys have much to add to this one, but we all took the Bills in this one. If you guys want to add anything, go ahead now. Um, I got the Bills, but just wanted to say, Will and I were right. Dolphins were overrated going in. Don't know what they're talking about. Hey, that's what I've been saying, Charlie. That's what I've been saying. I know. I mean, Tua came out with a brilliant quote today. And what was the quote? Oh, my goodness. I'm totally blanking on this. Charlie, fill the void here. Talk about the Dolphins while I find this Tua quote. Well, going into the season, I don't know what people were thinking about. Maybe because they got Jalen Waddle, Miles Gaskin, some defensive players. The team looks like a top five, you know, bottom team in the league, not a playoff team. And so I was just confused. Or so many people had them winning like nine, ten, even eleven games. I mean, yeah, they're not in the super hard division with the Pats and the Jets, but I think the Pats are better than them. I mean. They might even lose to the Jets too. So, I don't know. I, just I don't think they're gonna lose. I don't think they're that bad. I think they're gonna beat the Jets. Jets beat the Titans. So, Jets aren't. Mm. Yeah, but I mean the Dolphins. I mean they have weapons. Kind of Tua isn't bad. Waddle's good. Jasicki's good. Gaskin sometimes. We gotta oh get goodness. that Waddle. We gotta get that Waddle in. Okay, okay. Here's the quote by Tua about feeling wanted by the Dolphins. This is his words. I'm not even making this up. Tua on trade rumors. I don't not feel wanted. Go ahead, decipher that one for me. That's a little bit of Michael Scott-esque from Tua there. <laughs> I don't not feel wanted. Um, yes, Tua. So basically, he's softening up for the media that he doesn't want to be there. I, 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 I don't not feel wanted. I, I feel like that... I don't not him, feel wanted. I think he does feel wanted there. I think is what he's getting to, but he could have just said it. Anyway, I don't like Tua, so give me the Bills, and we all have the Bills in this one as well. Next game here on the docket. San Francisco at the Bears. 49ers on the road. Bears having some troubles with fields in the O-line. Liam, I know you had some things to say about this, so I'm going to let you lead us off with this game. All right, so, I mean, I'm, I'm taking the 49ers. I think all of us took the 49ers. Um, I mean, Debo has been doing really good this week. I think is this Jimmy Garoppolo's first game? First game back? No, second. Second game back. He's gonna do good too. I mean, the, I mean, uh, they don't have Kittle, but I mean, the Bears are just the Bears are not good. I'd like to talk about the Bears and the situation with the Bears surrounding the coaching, the O line, and how they're kind of like ruining Justin Fields' rep, rep, reputation as a rookie. I mean, the coach is not doing good. He doesn't have control over the players. I saw online that under his supervision, his own players have like been fighting, like physical fighting against each other, which is terrible as a coach. The O-line is terrible. And I, while I was watching the Bears for the short amount of time I was, every play Fields is just running for his life because the O-line just could not stop a tackle. Put Fields on almost any other team and he's going to be good. Fields is not a bad quarterback. He's just in a bad situation. And I think 
that he, I mean he's being ruined by the Bears, and if he stays there, it's going to get even worse as time go as time comes on. Yeah, I have no clue why the Bears haven't fired Nagy yet. To search me. Everyone wants to fire Nagy. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a Bears fan. I mean, us coming from Lions fans, I mean, it's great to watch the Bears losing if the Lions were good, but it really means nothing. The Bears suck. We both Because they still were able to beat the Lions, so. But yeah. as a Bears fan, I would be pissed off because that team has had so much potential for mm-hmm. so many years, and he just seems to just want to – Throw it away with Allen Robinson, on. too. Mm-hmm. And Cole Komet's a great tight end. Mm-hmm. And now Justin Fields. I mean, if they don't get rid of Nagy and do something about their O-line, especially, I mean, it's just going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Bears have potential to be a bottom, like, three team in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean yeah, sorry, go you on, go Charlie. I mean, I, 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 I was in the bathroom for a second, so. I'm not. I'm not sure, but I think I got the gist of what you guys were saying there. Um, I re- I really like Justin Fields. I don't like Matt Nagy. I think he's a, one of the worst coaches in the entire NFL. And I think Justin Fields is in a very difficult situation right now. Allen Robinson, and Darnell Mooney not playing great. I'm taking the Forty ers in this one, but you go ahead and continue what you were talking about, uh, Charlie. That is exactly what we were talking about. So, mm-hmm. all right. Just waste well, of talent already. in Chicago. Well, yeah, I mean, not a waste of talent. I think he's a different coach, and I think after this offseason, if they upgrade the O line, I think. Coach. I mean, yeah, they struggle with some injuries too. David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen all both out, which puts even more pressure on Fields, which is definitely less than ideal. I, I think it's a tough situation. I don't think they're necessarily wasting. I mean, they're. I don't think they're wasting his talent. I mean, it's just they're one ruining his reputation as a rookie, though. They are, but they make him honestly, look bad. I, but he's not. Honestly, bad. I don't really think Justin Fields cares too much about that at this point. What other teams think about him? I, I almost think that motivates him, puts a chip on his shoulder a little bit. But uh, we'll move on. This is an interesting game, AFC South battle. In Titans coming off a big win against the Chiefs, traveling to take on Indianapolis. In Indianapolis. Big AFC South battle. Jack, Artis, standing alone on this game. Who do you Titans have winning? The, the Colts, not the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I, was, I had the, the Titans, Titans beat the Chiefs last week. Yeah, that's what I was mentioning. Oh, shoot. My bad. I had the Titans over the Colts. So, you know, they just beat the Bills. They beat the Chiefs. Derrick Henry's unstoppable this year. The Colts, they stuck by the 49ers. So, I'm basically going to go with the Titans. Just because the fact that Derrick Henry's unstoppable this year. So, give, give me the Titans. All of, you know, me, Charlie, Liam are all taking the Colts. And I really like what Carson Wentz has done so far this season. Kind of a career resurgence in Indianapolis. I think he's doing a great job with Frank Reich as the coach who was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia when he had that MVP season. So, the connection between those two is very strong. He has some nice young weapons, Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor, one of the best O-lines in the game as well, which is something he did not have in Philadelphia. He had a very injured, battered, bad O-line in Philadelphia, which really hurt him. And I think I think Carson Wentz is showing people what he could do. I mean, people these people forget. I mean, he was hated on so much, but people forget that this dude was an MVP candidate in 2016. Super Bowl quarterback. 
He's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. He didn't obviously injured, didn't lead them to Super Bowl. Nick Foles did, but he was the team. He he put that team in the position to get them, and people started hating on him because he struggled a little bit, and he didn't even play that bad. Twenty seventeen, he didn't play terrible. Twenty eighteen, he didn't play terrible either. People hated on him way too much. I personally backed him up. I, I had a debate with Josh and Jack Boyke. They were hating on Carson Wentz. I was def- I was the only one defending him, and now, I mean, look at him. He's playing like honestly you could argue he's played top 15 top 10 out of all the quarterbacks in the league so far so i think it's been incredibly impressive i'm taking the colts in this this is one of those divisional battles where it can go either way but with carson Wentz playing so well i do like the colts at home to get the job done we'll throw it over to liam i know you mentioned a little bit about Wentz. just go ahead give us a little bit of your reasoning did I mention ones? Okay, so you I mentioned. Mean, oh no, you mentioned the Titans and the Chiefs. My, my yeah. apologies, but, but yeah, go ahead. Um, in this in this matchup, I mean, recently Pittman, Wentz, and Taylor have just. I mean, they've just been a trio that's been doing great. Taylor's been doing amazing. He's definitely a top running back in the league. Wentz, like you said, is arguably a top fifteen quarterback in the league after having not so good season last year, and kind of people were kind of hating on him. But he's definitely bouncing back. And then Pittman. Pittman's been doing great this season, consistent. I think it, they definitely have the talent to pull it through against the Titans. But the only problem that they're going to have is stopping Derrick Henry. Like Jack said, he's unstoppable. And the Indianapolis Colts, I mean, they have a decent rushing defense. But I don't think it's good enough to stop Derrick Henry. That might be yeah. their only struggle in this matchup. But I'm still taking the Colts. I agree. And I think with guys like Darius Leonard and... Buckner, I, I think I think it's impossible to stop Henry, but I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think the Colts are as qualified as anybody to do it. Charlie, yeah, Titans, Colts. To, I mean, I'm just realizing now there's a ton of rivalry games this week. I mean, this is another huge one. And I think because it's at home for the Colts, I think they can use that home crowd. I mean, I think the home crowd is really going to help for a lot of teams this year or this uh, week. And I think the Colts is a big one because they've just been playing better and better each week. Carson Wentz is getting better, more chemistry. Taylor's been great. Pittman's been great. Defense has been okay, but I think they'll get fired up. You know, they'll figure out a plan for Henry just because they've played him so much over the years. And I think they can use the crowd to help him win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next game, Bengals at Jets. We all took the Bengals. Now, I don't think we really need to hit on this. I mean, the Bengals have been incredible. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon have been incredible so far this season. And the Jets have been terrible, and we're all taking the Bengals, so we're going to fly by that one. And also the next game, Rams at Texans. Rams, Matthew Stafford has been really, really good. And the Texans with David Mills, without still without Tyrod Taylor. Been, I mean, the, the, the Texans haven't been terrible, but uh, just Texans still not terrible. very good. They haven't been terrible. You say they, they, they haven't. Were, they were good with Tyrod. They've been terrible without Tyrod. I think, honestly, I'm gonna say they've played better than I thought they would. I think they've. I mean, what? Were to, I think they've played better than their only good game. Maybe was even they expected. The Patriots, and that was. They played a good game against the Panthers too. I must say, with David Mills. The Panthers aren't that good though. That shit with I mean, you're talking about. I mean, the Panthers are a middle of the pack team. I could say and. Texans being lower, I think if you can compete with teams that you're not supposed to be able to compete with, I, yeah, 
<laughs> but I mean, by uh, losing forty to the Bills and twenty eight to the Colts, I mean, and then tw- I mean, those are top teams, and you lose by twenty to the Cardinals, but they did beat the Jags, impress, which was very, which was with Tyrod. I mean, but they haven't put up impressive. more than like twenty points in any of their games. I agree. They did. Hang like the in offense has been just really bad. I'm not saying they've been good at all. I'm just saying they've. I think they've exceeded my expectations, and they haven't played terrible. I don't think they've played like the worst team in the NFL. I think the Jets and the Dolphins have played worse than they. Yeah, that's true. Next game, chart Patriots, who we just mentioned, traveling to Chargers. We are all taking the charge in this one. I will mention though, I think this game is going to be very close. If you remember last year, Cam Newton and the Patriots went to LA and defeated the Chargers in a in a blowout win. And I mean, there's just just something about Bill Belichick with young quarterbacks like Justin Herbert. He usually does a really good job, and Herbert is obviously an exception because he's so incredibly good. Uh, Mac Jones has played very well recently. I think this could be a close game, but I do have the Chargers winning, and so do all you guys. If you guys have anything to add, go ahead about this game. It's funny because for your exact same reason, I have the Chargers blowing out the Patriots mm. because. I think this is a revenge game for them. I mean, they just got better from last year. They were banged up much younger last year. Now they're older, a lot better, healthier. So I, I got the Chargers using this as a revenge game, and they're, they're just going to take it to them. And this could be a blowout for the Chargers this year. Interesting. Jack and Liam, anything to add to this one? No, not really. You guys said it all really good. All right, all right. Well, we'll move on. Jaguars at Seahawks. A little bit of a – I mean, who would have thought when we're talking about the Seahawks that I would say it's a dumpster fire game? But to be honest, it kind of is. No rust for the Seahawks. And honestly, DK and Tyler Lockett are not playing that great. No Chris Carson. Jamal Adams is not playing that great. This is a rough time to be a Seattle fan. They're 2-4. and four. Jaguars – Two and five, actually. Two and five. five. They're two and five. Crazy. But at home against the Jaguars, there's only one person taking the Jaguars, and that man is Mr. Liam Eugene Moet. I don't know if that's his real name. That's what I'm going to call him. Liam, you're taking the Jaguars, which is a little interesting. I'm taking the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars' offense has really sprouted this season. I think... um, uh, Robinson's been doing great, especially Robinson replacing Etienne, kind of. Uh, Et- Trevor Lawrence, not bad. No, Liam. What? Who is Etienne? Not Etienne. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. I always say it wrong. Etienne. He didn't replace him. Sorry. They drafted so, him not replace him, but like. I would argue did. that Etienne was the RB1 heading into this. No, yes. yeah, that, he was expected to be the RB1, but now James Robinson is filling him in. All, still not doing bad. I mean, Trevor Lawrence also not doing bad. Marvin Jones, wow, against Miami. That was pretty crazy. I was watching it. He made some crazy catches. He was blowing by his defenders. It was kind of amazing to watch that, actually. It really showcased his, his skill as a wide receiver. And even the announcers were like, wow, that's like an amazing catch. That's like a top catch on the year. I think the I think Jacksonville really has a chance against Seattle, especially without Wilson, without Carson. Lockett's not doing good. DK is not doing good. Very inconsistent. Last week he had like one reception, I think. Yeah. 
which was a touchdown, which I'm going to be honest, I do think it was offensive P.I. But, the, I mean, that was last week. We don't really need to get into it. But Yeah, I'm thinking uh, the Jags. You're a damn fool, William. Not a Whoa. Fool. you got to pick the underdog sometimes. I mean, okay. the rest of us are taking Seattle. Water, I just don't see the Jags winning this game, like, at all. I see. I can see the Jags winning. Gino I mean, the Seahawks really should be five and two right now. They've had. They really shouldn't. They've they had really three shouldn't. games. They've lost by three, which they sh- kind of should have won all of them if some things go right. I bet the them. Lions lost. Three. They just got disconnected, but I mean, the Lions are the Lions, though. Oh. Lions are the Lions. Where the Seahawks? Who kicked me? Really good. It was Jack. Relax. It was your Wi-Fi. Let's move on. Yeah, it was your Wi-Fi. Um, the Seahawks have, have always been wait, really good, hold on. and I think Charlie, the okay, Can you let me talk, dude? Sorry. How about you shut the Seahawks? fuck up, William? All right, you know what? You know what? I'll talk. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, say it. No. Uh, where the you Lions, go, the yeah, Lions where have. Go? The, go? I think it's. I think it's way different. I, I mean, I don't think the Seahawks are really that great, and I really don't agree with Charlie when you say they should be five and two. That really doesn't make sense. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it it's the NFL. There's gonna be there's gonna be close games in the NFL, but but the, Unless they're just the not lost because of calls. They shouldn't they they shouldn't have should have won. This isn't. I mean, the, okay, the Lions should have won against the Ravens. I mean, that that field goal is crazy. Well, Justin Tucker. Wait, but the the Seahawks just aren't like that great of a football team, even when they're healthy. I'm gonna be completely honest with you guys. Russ is great. Carson is great. DK is inconsistent, and so is Lockett. But when they're on, they're great. But this defense is so ridiculously bad. It For makes real. it really, really hard to win football games. It's not like their offense is all that either. It's just very difficult to win when your defense is that bad. Charlie, what, what are you going to say? Um, nah. I mean, I just think it's tough losing two games in overtime, one game on a last-second missed field goal. I mean, I'm not saying they they should be five and two, but in a different you know reality, some things go differently. They're five and two, so I just don't think they're a two and five team. I mean, I don't think they're a great team, but I don't think they're a two and five team. That's all. Well, I mean, yeah, in a different reality. The Lions could be seven and zero and have thirty eight Super Bowl wins. I mean, but not I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get it. Next game: Washington football team at Denver. Denver playing really. Bad lately. So is Washington. But we're all taking Washington in this game. My opinion is Taylor Heineke's a difference. I think he's going to have a big game. And I think Washington's going to win. We're all taking Washington. So do you guys have anything to add? Start Cortland Sutton in fantasy. He's going to do good. Hmm. I do have him on my dynasty team. Washington been, does not have very good. good. He does not have very good passing defense. I think they're like the worst ranked passing defense in the league. They, Carl yeah. Sutton had kind of a like a rest week last week. He had like three targets. He's gonna do good this week. They're gonna use him. The Washington defense, I think, as a whole, has been underwhelming this season. Char- Charlie and Jack, anything to add? No, not good. No. All right, big time division rivalry game here. Buccaneers traveling to take on New Orleans Saints. It's a big one. Tom Brady and the Bucs are rolling. Three of us are taking the Buccaneers. Myself, Jack, and Charlie are rolling with Tampa. But Mr. 
Liam Eugene Mowat is taking the Saints in this game. Liam, please so, explain. You know, I think this is the third time I've taken a pick where all three of you agree on one. But, I mean, Kamara, Kamara's just been doing amazing. Like, it's not even funny. Especially last week. He's just destroying these running defense defenses. Um, I'm, I'm blanking out on what to say. But, I mean, Jameis, Jameis Winston been doing decent, I guess. But, uh, I'm just blanking out on what to say. Hold on, can someone go? You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think it's a reasonable pick because I mean, this is a division matchup. You obviously have a lot of info. Saints 2-0 and against the Buccaneers last year in the regular season. I mean, obviously they lost the postseason. But in the regular season... They were good. It seemed they did have that defense did have an answer for Tom Brady the two times they played in the regular season last season. I, I mean, I have the Buccaneers because just because Tom Brady has been on such a roll, it's hard to pick against a Buccaneers team. But I, I really wouldn't be surprised if it's a tight game, and I, I really would not be surprised if the Saints win this either. Charlie, what are you thinking? No, I'll go. Yeah. I'll go. All right. William, okay. you're dimly. So basically, oh. This Saints team, Bear would beat the the Seahawks, struggling team. They lose to the Giants, and they they barely scrape by the Washington football team. They had that week one blowout. They got bought up by Carolina. I just don't (laughs) see it beating the Buccaneers. This is a really hard Saints team to look at or to predict. I said this at the beginning. I mean, after week two on my radio show, I said, the Saints are going to be a roller coaster team this year. They're going to be up. They're going to be down. You really never know what kind of game they're going to put on. I mean, some teams, you know they're going to be bad. We know the Jets are going to be bad each week. We know the Texans are going to be bad most weeks. We know the Buccaneers are going to be good most weeks. And we know the Ravens are going to be good most weeks. The Saints, we really don't know. They could be really good like they were against the Packers. Or they could be really bad like they were against the Panthers. It's really hard to tell. It's just it just depends on you know I guess what kind of day they're having. I mean if they have a good day they could very easily I mean, they could definitely beat the Buccaneers. But if they have a bad day, it's gonna be really rough for the Saints this Sunday. Charlie, go ahead. Winston is gonna yeah. have a great day. All right, dude. It's absurd to me how the Saints are four and two. Like that just does not make any sense to me. The Saints are just I don't know, not a great team, but. It's, they have playmakers. I, I mean, yeah, they have some playmakers, but it's just bad. And after Drew Brees left, the whole team just kind of went and said, you know, we'll just hope for the best. And they've gotten actually pretty lucky. But this is the one game where I can totally see him winning, 100%. Home, Halloween night, division rival. I, when I've been saying rowdy almost every rival game, this one is going to be this rowdy. This is probably the, the biggest This is going to be the rowdiest game probably all year. I mean, there's just going to be, like, intense environment, crazy loud. I mean, this is the game where I see the Saints winning, but Tom Brady, he's the GOAT. He knows how to win these games. But if there's a game I see him losing on such a high roll, it could be definitely this game. Absolutely. Sunday Night Football on NBC. Cowboys traveling to take on the Vikings. This was a great game last year. It just... Incredible! You saw CD and Thielen going back and forth at the wide receiver. It was awesome. Cowboys on a roll, but the Vikings, I think, are better than their record implies as well. 
Charlie, you stand alone on this one, taking the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. And I don't think you're too crazy for that. I was actually contemplating taking the Vikings as well. But Charlie, go ahead. Why, why, why are we going with the Vikings here? I totally agree. I really like the Cowboys too. But to me, the Vikings are just a team, like you said, are kind of overlooked because of the record, 3-3. Three and three, People just see like an average, you know, mid-playoff contending team. However, I think this team is much, very good potential. Lost to the Bengals on a game winner. Barely lost to the Cardinals. I mean, that, that was on a game winner too. Yeah, I mean it's just been it's it's been well, actually a, a game a game loser field goal to the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, because they they kicked in they missed. Yeah, 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 no, 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 yeah, I forgot, I forgot. You know You're what right. I'm saying, Charlie? You know what I'm I saying? forgot, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, I think this Vikings team is just really talented. All that offense. I mean, I think Kirk Cousins is also overlooked a lot too. Just. He's not that star that's going to help you. You know, that's that's like that Tom Brady or even Matthew Stafford-type quarterback. But I think he's just the perfect system quarterback when you have a player like Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, Madison. I mean, that offense is just so talented. And I think at home, they get motivated. You know, again, this is ho- this is Halloween night. Like, this is the Halloween night game. I think Vikings take this one home. Yeah, and the rest of us are taking the Cowboys. Like I said, I, I could I was very much contemplating taking the Vikings, but I do really, really like this Cowboys team. So I'm taking the Cowboys. Liam and Jack, do you have anything to add? I mean the Vikings are, like y'all said, a very good team. They put up to better competition. They must beat the Cardinals. I'm I'm very high on them. I pick them usually most of the weeks, but this week I like the Cowboys, but Cowboys coming off a bye. I'm not sure what the Vikings are too, but the Cowboys' offense just too dominant for the Vikings team, so give me the Cowboys. Close game though. Mm-hmm. I I think in the NFL there's some pretty scary teams in the NFL offense wise. I mean Dallas they have Zeke, CD, Amari Cooper, and Dak. I mean that's pretty crazy. I mean we have uh, the Packers. They have Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and um, Aaron Jones. Then the Saints, I think I think when Michael Thomas comes back, the Saints are going to have a top five offense in the league, if not more. I mean, they're going to have Kamara and Michael Thomas, which is just going to be almost unstoppable. All right, all right. Last game. Monday Night Football, Giants at Chiefs. We all have the Chiefs, which is interesting. I think the Giants... Could potentially upset here, but I, I, I mean, you can say that about any any game, honestly. But I think the Chiefs win this one. We all think the same thing. It's been rough for the Chiefs to start, but I think it's a big time win for them going forward. Do you guys have anything to add? If Saquon has a good week, I think they're gonna win. Saquon is out with it. Saquon is out. Kid. Oh, he isn't playing. Oh shoot. He hasn't been playing for the past like three weeks. Oh shoot. No, he one week. Oh, wait, no, he didn't play last week. Never mind. It's been two and a half now. My bad. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, I, I, this Giants team has also been pretty inconsistent. I mean, they've, they've won some, honestly, some good games, but then they've lost some pretty bad games too. And I think this is the Chiefs' opportunity to finally say, like, 
we are still a good team. Like we are not horrible enough to lose at home to the Giants on Monday night. If they lose this game, like I lose all faith in the Chiefs and they're not making the playoffs if they lose this game. But if if it's if it's truly the Chiefs, they will lose this game. That's that's my opinion. Alright, Jack Bardis. Chiefs, no questions asked. I bounce back in. Alright, so that's our picks for this week. Not a ton of time left here, but Charlie, I know you want to get to this college game day segment in, baby. I know you hyped up, Charlie. Come on, baby. It's the just... Christmas weekend, dude. It's the biggest weekend ever. Come on. So we're going to run through them really quick. Jack and Liam, do you guys want to participate in this as well? No, yeah. why not? I'll try. Me and Liam will. All, All right. right. Just, don't, just don't say dumb stuff. Just pick a team. Okay. Here we go. Under the shadow of the Rocky Mountains from Brigham Young University, ooh, ooh, ooh. the BYU play host to the Virginia Cavaliers for the ACC. Big time match. This is actually a very underrated matchup, I think, this week. Yeah, I think this is a... This is easy. I mean, BYU's ranked. Virginia's on the cusp of being ranked. And I think Virginia is a very um, sleeper team this year. Very big sleeper team. And um, I honestly... I see Virginia winning this game. I think Virginia I also is, have Virginia, yeah. Uh, I think Virginia is pretty good. Slept on team. And BYU, I don't know how I feel about BYU. It's just been, they looked really good at the beginning of the season, and they've lost. I mean, Baylor's a good team. They get upset at home by Boise State. They barely beat Washington State. So it's been kind of rough since the beginning. So I'm taking Virginia, upset them. Yeah. Jack and Liam? Give me I'm BYU. BYU. Yeah. BYU. Okay. It's a big one from the horseshoe. It's going to be rocking. I believe this is a night game. Which game? is going to be insane. Penn State. Coming oh, off yeah. A very disappointing loss. They are going to be hungry. <coughs> it's at Ohio for State, though. Some revenge, I know. Yeah. In the what horseshoe, though, Ohio State yeah. is arguably the hottest team in the entire country. I am taking the Ohio State Buckeyes, and I am taking the Ohio State Buckeyes to win the Big Ten as well, and also make it to the college football playoff. I think Ohio State could arguably be the second best team in all of college football. I really like C.J. Stroud. He reminds me a lot of Justin Fields. Give me Ohio, the Ohio State University winning this football game. Charlie? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of crazy that for a prime time game, the spread is nine or eighteen and a half. But yeah. I mean, that's just how high people are in Ohio State and how low people are in Penn State now. But yeah, the Ohio, Ohio State's really good. I mean, that Indiana win just really just made people realize this is still Ohio State. They're not the the one loss to Oregon. That was probably one of the most shocking losses all year, in my opinion. But yes. I I have Ohio State winning this. I'm not saying it's going to be big. But it might be just because it's home. And, yeah, I mean, I just see Ohio State taking this. Jack and Liam? Ohio State. All right, all right. All right. From Chapel Hill. 
Ooh. Sam Howell and the North Carolina Tar Heels. Look, this is at Notre Dame. Sorry, this is at Notre Dame. Oh, this is at Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's written written the opposite way. No, I should, from I, I read it written. I, I can read it. Okay, okay. From Notre Dame Stadium, a stadium which I'm going to be honest is not that. You don't rich. even know what city they play in. Oh my god. South Bend. All right. South all right. The Fighting Irish will take on North Carolina and Sam Howell. Sam Howell in North Carolina may be looking to rejuvenate, may be looking to make a resurge in the ACC. A disappointing start for North Carolina. But the ACC being not very good, could definitely make a run for it. Notre Dame, I'm not quite sure about this team, Charlie. I'm not quite sure. Ah, yeah. Jack Cohn had a nice game I'm, last week. I'm not going to lie. I'm not either. But... At home, give me North Carolina, baby. Sam Howell is arguably one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football. He's got something to prove. He's like a little baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got something to prove. That's Sam Howell. Yeah, our heels winning this football game. Um, I'm gonna have to say. I mean, I can't. This is this is a game that I could totally see North Carolina winning because Notre Dame has got me scared shitless. Every single game. Guys, we, so, watch your language. Jesus. Watch your mouth, you fool. Shoot, shoot Charlie, that's messed shoot up. Shootless. Shoot I'm sorry. Didn't mean to come out. Notre Dame has been scaring me as a, as a fighting Irish man. This team has been horrible. They don't even deserve to be ranked in the top 12. I'm or 11. I have no clue how they are. They're like, they might not even be ranked this year. I mean, they have a tough ACC finish for the rest of the year. I, I could see them losing this. But being an Notre Dame fan at home, I got to take him winning this. I think at home for Notre Dame actually helps him a lot, and they really helps him get over these really tough games they have to play. So I got the Irish. All right, Jack and Liam. Yep. Fighting the Irish. I'm taking Notre Dame. I did meet their quarterback last year. Taking them. Jack Cohn. Yeah, I met him at a college game. I don't know who they were playing. Interesting. Yeah. Ole Miss. Oh, I, I should say. Ole Miss taking on Auburn in a big SEC battle. Matt Corral versus Bo Nix. Yep. This is some prime time football, baby. But this one's at I, Auburn too. At Auburn. I love me some Matt Corral and some Lane Kiffin. I think Ole Miss is legitimately potentially the sixth best football team in the entire nation. Hear me out. Obviously, you have Georgia, Bama, Cincinnati, Ohio State, and Oklahoma as the top five. But at six, we're talking maybe Michigan, maybe Michigan State, maybe Oregon, maybe Ole Miss. Yes, sir, Ole Miss is indeed the Mm -hmm. sixth best football team in the entire Mm. nation. Matt Corral is that dude. He could at Charlie. Matt Corral is a top five pick. Matt Corral is that guy. Matt Corral is, is that, that guy. guy. I'm not gonna lie. And their defense is playing decent enough to give them a chance. I, th- I think Ole Miss wins this game, and I do think Ole Miss is definitely up there for sixth best team in the country. I mean, what Bama's like the? F- I mean, ranking. I know. I don't think Oklahoma's a top five team, but ranking wise, Alabama's four. So putting Ole Miss two behind them after losing to them by twenty and only beating Tennessee by five. It's kind of absurd to me. I know Tennessee's like, you know, not bad. Tennessee's not bad. It's still, it's still Tennessee. 
I mean, like, if you want to be a top five, top six team, you should be blowing out Tennessee. So, Alabama struggled against Tennessee. And, like, the first half, second half, they blew them out. I mean, yeah, but. They won by, like, 30. Anyways. Anyways, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I think Ole Miss is good. But the SEC is just super tight this year. Besides Georgia and then Bama a little below them. I think it's uh, very even among those teams. I don't think Bama. I think it's either going to be Bama or Georgia winning it and the national championship. But uh, I think it's a close matchup. But I'm going to go with Auburn, home crowd. Take it, Auburn. Jack and Liam. Auburn. This is the marquee matchup. This is the main event, Charlie. Yeah. Let me hype it up real quick. On one side, you have the maze in blue. You have the big house. You have the history. You have the legacy. You have the ground and pound. You have the hardball. You have the undefeated, number six-ranked Michigan Wolverines. Mm-hmm. However, on the other side, ooh, the dog you got the red cedar. You got the gruff Sparty. You got Barzane. You got the man, the myth, the legend, Mel Tucker. Tuck coming, baby. You have ooh. Heisman candidate Kenneth Walker. Hey, nine, baby. This is huge. You have College Game Day, Fox Noon, kickoff, at the Woodshed, and on, Barstool no. Sports in the same and big location. That is the Michigan State Spartans, baby. Come on. Eighth ranked in the nation, which is outrageous. They should be number seven. They are better than Oregon. Yep. Which is Talk quite ridiculous them. that Oregon is number seven. Talk to them. Michigan State going with the all-green unis for this weekend. It's Charlie is getting aroused while I'm, I'm saying. I'm getting right now. Come on now. Under at 12 a.m. Not 12, 12 p.m. No, I don't even know what's It's 12 o'clock. These two. <laughs> I mean, Michigan. You have Michigan. Michigan is the old. Michigan is the history. Michigan State is the new. Michigan State is the new culture. Michigan State. Is the most, the most, the more recent success. I mean, Michigan is just boring to watch. I mean, Michigan. All they Michigan do is more of a old school ground. They, all they do is run the ball, short passes, all of this. I mean, it wins some games. I'll admit that, right? Wins some games because if they run the ball, it's hard to stop. But I don't think K McNamara is that good. But I think their run game is very good. So if they run the ball. I'm more scared, but I'm still taking the Spartans all day. The woodshed is going to be bumping. Charlie Grace, Jack Bardis, and myself will be outside the stadium at College Game Day. Come meet us. Meet and greet. Meet and greet. It's going to be absolutely insane. It is the biggest game of the entire year. I'm taking. The Michigan State Spartans to win this game. Listen, the game plan for Tucker and the Spartans is simple. Stack the box. 
we know Michigan is going to run the ball. That is literally the only thing they can do on offense. If we stack the box, if we put seven, eight guys in the box, I don't care if we're dropping three back in second in the secondary. I'm really not scared of Michigan's wide receivers beating us. No Ronnie Bell for Michigan. I'm not, and the other other wide receivers are really not that great. And I do have supreme faith in our corners. I think Michigan State's corners are pretty decent. I think they're better than Michigan's wide receivers. And like you said, Charlie, I don't think Cade McNamara is very good. Stack the box. Stop the run. Get them behind the sticks. Force some third and eight, some third and seven. Make McNamara throw it. We know the crowd is going to be crazy. It's going to be a factor. On those third downs, force them into passing situations force them into mistakes on the offensive side of the ball they have a good defensive line we need to get kenneth going early and we need to get him rolling if kenneth gets on a roll Payne thorn gets on a roll Payne thorn follows kenneth and when both of them are on a roll like they were against northwestern it's game over baby I do think Michigan State wins. I think it's going to be a very close game. It's going to be very exciting. But I'm taking Michigan State, baby. Let's go, Charlie. It's going to be crazy. Jack, you're going to be there with us. It's arguably the biggest game the state of Michigan will see for a couple years. What are we thinking? Well, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to let my phone say it. My pick will be the Ooh. Michigan really? Wolverines. Michigan will win. You're taking me. Yeah. Stop. What? <laughs> what? I'm agreeing with you, that Jack. as a state fan? That doesn't make any sense. What? Like, how can you guys say Michigan is going to win as a state fan? I'm not a state fan. What? I'd love to hear why you think Michigan will win. I don't know. I don't. Well, personal. Okay, there's no, no. really a reason. I just I want to go there, so I'm just gonna root for them. Bro, bro. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's a valid like, reason. That is a valid reason. No, it's not. I want to go to college there, so I'm gonna root for their teams at the college. You know the grades to get in there. You only got three six. I have a three eight. That's fine. That's still not good enough. That is good. And then if I, that's fine. All right, I can't hear from this kid anymore. No, no extra curricular activities. Doesn't matter. Go green. Michigan State is winning. I can't wait to rub it in the face of you <laughs> little Michigan fans. Oh, yeah, last year you had a 3 2, so it's not going to carry over. I didn't have a 3 2. I had a... We don't need to get. This is the fourth podcast. Me. We're not talking GPS. <laughs> we We're going to wrap it up here. Out. Any closing thoughts, Close. guys? No. <sighs> wait, what is, who is the best college team right now? Georgia. My my dog's not in Georgia. The Georgia? Okay. Charlie, any closing thoughts? Big Georgia fan. Um, huge weekend. Bet on anything. Oh, if I'm uh, just one thing, college football, super dog, you know what I mean? Like an underdog. It's favored to lose. Or that's, you know, supposed to lose by a lot. Um, For me, it's... I'm going to take one Texas Tech at Oklahoma. Oklahoma's favored by 20. I don't even like Oklahoma that much. I think this could be a 5-10 point game. I think Texas Tech can beat that spread and maybe potentially even pull off an upset too. So if you're looking to 
you get into the bed in this weekend, that's that's my one to beat the spread. Jack Barnes, any closing thoughts? All I'm going to say is that Michigan will win this game, but they're favored to win. Real. Liam, I don't want to hear it from you. I, I, Liam, that's any closing thoughts? No. Next my closing, hey. We'll be going over Liam's report card and the colleges he can get into. Michigan's not on that list. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. My closing all thought I'm, is... All, all I'm going to say is Cordell, Cordell Patterson is going to be a bust in six weeks. It's Cordero. But yeah, okay. That's what I said. My closing today, thoughts... Quote of the episode. What? Liam saying Travis Eaton. Or... <laughs> Etienne. 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 This is a long podcast. We learn and not really. We'll learn. We learn. We get better. My closing idea is I'm going to leave you all with two words. Tuck. Come in, baby. Let's go. Go green. That's the slogan. I have a sweatshirt that says it on it. I I might have to root for MSU now. This has been the Just Sports Podcast, episode 43. I'm your host, Will Gardner. Thank you guys for being on the podcast today. It was, I want to say, a pleasure. So thank you guys. And thank you. Yep. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Wilbur, for being on the podcast, too. Charlie, I, I see you wanted to say something. No, just thank you. It's a great time. It was always a great time here on the Just Sports Podcast. This has been episode 43. Thank you all for listening. If you listen this long, make sure you go follow us on the Instagram at Just Sports Pod. No more underscore. We got rid of it. Uh, we post a lot of stuff on there. It's really our main central base for all hey, of our stay tuned. content. Stay tuned. We have some wicked edits coming out, courtesy of Jack and Liam. So, no, just, yeah, stay just big. Big things. We're gonna make some big changes. We're, you know, gonna start making our podcast more interactive. We're gonna starting to next week. We're gonna maybe get some interviews. So there's big things on the horizon for the Just Sports Podcast. So make sure you stay tuned. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening. This has been episode 43. I'm your host, Will, signing off.